Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, dear mom, joined as always by Jared Dad. Hi. Hi, dear dad. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Excellent. It's good to be back with you. Yeah, it's good to be back and not do it in French. <laughs> that was a struggle. <laughs> I mean, we could do it in German, though. You should do the opening then. Hmm. Do you want to do it? Um, heute nicht, nein. Okay. No, Maybe not, next time. Not today. No. Can't uh, we look? Got to keep some secrets. <laughs> okay. Someday there will be a German podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's see. I was away. I was in Montreal and Boston in California, and then I finally came home. Dang. I know. This week I have to go to New York, and I, then... I was alone with myself, the dogs, and a pile of treats, and I didn't know what to do about it. <laughs> I know exactly what you did with them. You gave them to Vink <laughs> because she weighed 65.8 when I left, and uh, she weighed 66.3 this morning. I mean, in my defense, it was like five pounds of treats, so she only got a pound. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Vinkman weight loss took a little uh, so, you vacation. Know, natural variation, I think is what you called it. Yeah, yeah, natural variation due to... Water Jared. weight. It's just water weight, Jen, <laughs> somebody said on the internet. Oh, my God. Yeah, someone's like, oh, it's all the muscle that she's building from her <laughs> walkies. Uh, no, no, that's fat that came back Vank flex tree. for me Vank flex for me oh Vank that's that's amazing the <laughs> definition is amazing she's, she's sniffing around going like are there any snacks up here in the podcast studio is there, guys is there one kernel of dinner left oh my god uh so Jared Dad and I had a little talk about how Vink is like that fat golden retriever in the meme that's in like the cage do not feed says I'm on a special diet don't give me snacks and then the dog's always saying Weird stuff. Someone said, "Someone said, yeah, brother, they're lying to you." But there's a great one where it's like the dog just says, "The lambs are screaming, Clarice." <laughs> <laughs> it's behind this like flexi glass wall. Think you're not quite as fat as that dog, Vink, but you're also not Henry Lecter. It's okay. No, he's very nice. You're derpy. She's like, I would eat fava beans and a nice Chianti. I would eat the plexiglass <laughs> window if, if it were a way to get purchased. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I'm back. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Jared did a great job taking care of everybody. Everyone's still alive and some of them are more alive. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, we forgot we what? the cocktail of the week when we got started. Yes, yes, yes. This is good. This is good. The cocktail of the week is the peach mint julep. The impeachment julep. Peach mint julep. Peach mint julep. Peach mint julep. Delicious. Seasonal. <laughs> Kentucky drink. It has uh it's a mint julep with one drop of peach bitters, so we can call it the peach mint julep. It's a little bitter too. <laughs> <laughs> I love mint juleps because they're so sweet. I mean the ones I like, they're just simple syrup. It's just like dissolved sugar that's more sugary than water it possibly can be. Yeah. So it's funny, so I'm like, dear dad, when we were recording last week's cocktail of the week. I was like, dear dad, you should make a peach mint julep. Here's how I think you could do it. So I'm like, here's how you make a mint julep, dear dad. You take like some mint leaves. You put them in a glass with some simple syrup. Muddle this, that up. This does not end well for me. Put some crushed ice in there. Top it with a shot of bourbon. A little more crushed ice and you're done. And dear dad just This is exactly what she said, actually. This is exactly Verbatim. Here is how you make a mint julep. And dear dad's like, Jen said... Mint julep, wop, 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 wop. Because <laughs> he's like, he calls me later in the night. He's like, I made this mint julep, but it's not very good. I put lime juice in it. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? There's not lime juice in a mint julep. He's like, I found this book, and it's got a recipe, and it said lime juice. I'm like, are you sure you didn't make, like, a mojito or something? And to his credit, this ratchet-ass cocktail book <laughs> did say to put lime juice in a mint julep. There's no lime juice in a mint julep. Here's how you make it. And I'm like, dear dad, I literally told you how to make the mint julep totally when we were on the phone. about the peach, too. Like, I had no <laughs> recollection that it was a peach mint know, julep. The problem was not that you forgot the peach. The problem was <laughs> you put in lime juice. You maybe put in some club soda. Like, mm. I don't know what you did with it. Yeah. And <laughs> you're like, it's not bad. It doesn't really taste like a mint julep. I'm like, dude, I literally told you. And I'm like, go in the kitchen. Put in the five mint leaves. Put in this much simple syrup, muddle that up. Put it, and he's like, "Ah, oh, this is good. This is exactly what it's supposed to taste like." And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, powdered sugar is sometimes on a mint julep too. Like just on the top as yeah, a garnish. Yeah, to look good. 
with the mint sprigs, there's powdered sugar. Yeah, that's, on the mint That's delish. Too. That's really fun. Yeah. All yeah. right, so here's how you make a mint julep. Five mint leaves, like big mint leaves, in a glass, like a pewter cup, a silver cup. You can use whatever if you don't have that. So five mint leaves in the bottom. Depending on if you're me or GR dad, half an ounce to one ounce of simple syrup, which is just like you can make a little batch of it. One cup of water, one cup of hyper sugar. Hyper sugar. You just dissolve equal amounts of sugar and water. So I do not like my cocktails super sweet. GR dad does. Just the mint juleps. I mean, I don't know. And the margaritas. You like a lot sweeter than me. Well, you know. You're a sweet guy. Maybe I am. All right. So say three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup with your mints. Get a muddler. And just kind of give it a bunch of like quarter turns to bruise those mint leaves. You don't want to bruise them too hard. Don't smush them. They'll get they, bitter. They get bitter, yeah. Yeah, just little so twists. I. If you don't have a muddler, you can use like the end of a wooden spoon. Anything you want that's just going to smash those mint leaves up a little but bit. Not a fork, not a knife, not a not anything that will cut them. No. That, yeah, that's right. And then once you do that, you fill the glass up to the top with crushed ice. And then... You pour a shot of bourbon over the top of it. That's 1.5 ounces, and that will melt some of the ice, so the lower the level will go down. And then you put some more crushed ice on the top to fill your glass. And then, if you want to be fancy, put in a like little bush of mint leaves and put some powdered sugar, like in a uh, like a wire mesh strainer, and just tap 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 that on top of the mint leaves, and it gives them a nice little snowy coating. Yep, and also more sweetness. <laughs> and more sweetness. Yep. Put a straw in there so you drink out of the bottom. Delish. Uh, if you want a peach mint julep, put in one drop of peach bitters, or you could garnish with a slice of peach. The Slap point is, a whole peach in there. It's fine. Smoosh it. <laughs> yes. I think that's something different then, but also it would probably be delish. It's a peach mint julep. <laughs> anyway, mint juleps, Kentucky Derby drink. They're very good. They're really good. They're decent hot weather drinks because they're all made, you know, yeah, with lots super of lots of ice. Yeah. Um, but they're also just a good gateway drink to bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically just drinking bourbon with some sugar on it. Yeah, but the sugar makes it go down very well. Your dad always is like, oh, it's like candy. Down. It's like candy. It's like candy. <laughs> we made those for my mom once to watch uh, the Kentucky Derby. Oh, I didn't know that. She had like six before oh, she no. realized <laughs> there was alcohol in there. She's like, oh, I like these. These are good. Can I have another one? I have another oh, one. Yeah. Kentucky Derby's only like four minutes long, <laughs> but she had a lot of drinks. Wow. Well, it's like, you know, four There's hours. There's a lot of, of lead prep. up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Anyway, I like mint juleps. So that, there we go. That's what we're drinking tonight. Um, so yeah, Vink has gained some LBs. One. <laughs> <laughs> One hard fought lost LB is back. I, I did not walk her. It's true. Vink, you had like Vaki vacation. You had extra snacks. It was a good week for you. She had a lot of cave time. Oh, Vink. Thank you like your cave, Vink. You're such a cute dog, though. Uh, let's see. Everybody else is basically the same. Riley, his appetite has become pickier, so we went to uh, Petco, our local Petco tonight, and we bought one of everything of the canned dog food, which is not really what he's supposed to be eating. He's supposed to be eating prescription kidney food, which he won't eat. He just will not eat it. Uh, he stopped eating the banana bread. He stopped no, eating everyone else eats the prescription kidney food, though. Everyone else they is love like, it. it's delicious now. Yeah. Oh, I love low-protein stuff. And it's fine. They can eat it. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's become all the old stuff, eggs, buns, banana bread, milk bones, yeah. fruit snacks, none of it. Uh, so, anyway, he ate a can of chicken stew dog food tonight. He ate the whole can, which is the best he's eaten in a long time. Yeah. And so we're just, if we have to keep rotating through different types of stuff, we will do that. We have approximately 24 different kinds of things. I spent $90 on canned dog food. Uh, It was a very heavy bag. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of different types. And it's all high quality stuff. This was a top-notch pet store that has only the good stuff. Yeah, there's no like Alpo or Pedigree in there. It's all fancy stuff. Yeah. So uh, anyway, otherwise, boyfriend doing great. Uh, queso is awesome as always. Yeah, she's big and awesome. Yeah. Uh, queso tomorrow. So we're recording on Sunday. So on two on Monday tomorrow, I am taking queso to uh, VOSM Veterinary Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, one of the best veterinary orthopedic clinics in the world. They did all of Vink's surgeries there, including her total hip replacement. Um, 
they do really great physical therapy. The therapists are amazing. And so uh, I decided it'd be a good idea to take queso so she can kind of get a little strength back in her back leg. She's doing better, actually, even just the last couple of weeks. But um, I think there are old yeah. time tweets of Vink, maybe on Hopper's account still, where she's doing the hydrotherapy. Yes, underwater treadmill. Queso yeah. is going to do the underwater treadmill. Maybe not this week. I'm so excited for the video of this. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be Monday. It's, it's like a lock. The dog walks into this chamber that's dry. Yeah, and, and they then stand they there. flood the chamber, and the From dog the kind of floats up like a, like a barge in a dock. At first, they get pissed off, so they like lift up dock. one foot. A lock. A lock. Did lift. I say dock? Lock. Lock. Like a lock. lock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they had, like pick one foot up. They're like, eh, it's getting wet. Pick up another foot. And then eventually they're like, well, I'm just going to get wet. And then you can pick up all four feet. And it's amazing. No, they don't do that. There's oh. a treadmill under there. They only fill the water like up to their shoulders. Oh, okay. So they can stand the whole time. There is a pool there also for swimming. Mink used to have a little vest, though. They put the vest on him anyway. Yeah. He, but, yeah, no, they can't. They don't float in there. <laughs> I guess maybe like if their legs go out, bleh, no legs on the ground, yeah, then they would their float. Their vest might. It up. And the vet, the vest right. will float them. Uh, so who knows? Queso might just get massage. They do like laser treatments, and she might get to wear some sunglasses. She's totally worth it. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And I had made the appointment, and then I took her in, or I was in to the regular vet, and uh, he's like, "You might think about physical therapy." I'm like, "Appointment has already been made, Doctor Bob." <laughs> Way so, ahead of you, Doctor Bob. Yep. So. Because uh, normally you think like super old dog. You know, no new tricks. What's the point? But she's like a 65 Mustang where you're just like, I'm over investing in this thing. It's running great. Yep. I'm going to get the tires, original tires <laughs> made. And I'm going to get the roof replaced and stuff. Yep. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. So She's going to live to be 25. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Yeah. I'll take 16. She'll be going up the stairs in two years. Oh. Like, dip, 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 dip. Wow. How's it going? Hey, she goes up the stairs in the keys. Yeah. Slowly. She does. I she know. Does. I she know. does. Yeah. Amazing. So anyway, that's the plan for Queso this week. Hi, everyone. This is Jen with a quick Queso vet update. Uh, I didn't think I was going to have a ton to say, and there's not that much, but I thought I'd add it in. So uh, as you just heard, Queso went to the vet today uh, to get evaluated for physical therapy. And man, we were there for like two hours they did x-rays they had surgeons look at her they had physical therapists look at her they did gait analysis um a lot of it ended up being what i said it was in the first place and i understand that they have to check but i was right um so she has some arthritis in her back which we knew about her hips are fine she doesn't really have hip dysplasia little bit of arthritis in her knees and some in her feet but nothing terrible uh that's Vink who just conked her head if you heard a little bang there. She's hunting around for other people's dinner. Um, but she does have what they think is a partial tear in one of her cruciate ligaments, which we also sort of knew about. Um, and so the prescription for her is to do physical therapy for a few months. That means you're going to get underwater treadmill queso video, which I'm very excited about. Uh, she also has to lose some weight to kind of help ease the pressure on everything and she had lost a bunch of weight kind of rapidly like to the point we were worried about it and I think that happened when we switched her primarily to the diet food which is what Venk eats and we kind of wondered oh does she have cancer because she's losing weight so fast we put her back on the regular food and now she weighs even more than she did before so they want her to lose about 10 pounds so we are putting her back on the diet food which she did fine with and uh, you can hear Vink maybe in the background licking other people's empty bowls as <laughs> she goes through her own weight loss struggle. So, uh, yeah, Vink and Queso both on the weight loss train together. And uh, that's it for now. So we're going to do the physical therapy and the weight loss and see how she is. If she's still struggling, we'll do a surgery called a TPLO, which is a uh, basically a surgery to repair when you tear your ACL or your CCL and you're a dog, maybe they do them on people, but definitely on dogs. And I mean, she's 15, so that's old to be doing surgery, but it's a pretty straightforward operation uh, with a three month recovery phase and then they're fine. I've had dogs have that before. So we're just gonna see, we'll kind of check her out at the end of November before we go down to the Keys and uh, figure out what is the best thing at that point. But in the meantime, 
There's going to be a lot of cute queso getting physical therapy videos. So uh, that's the update. And uh, once she starts therapy, hopefully next week, we'll let you know more. Hops, still, you know, a little arthritic and a little limpy. I took her down, her and Vink down to the beach yesterday because I knew they hadn't been exercised yet, Dad. And uh, so we walked a mile to the beach. I didn't even hear that. Short way to the beach, swam for a while and walked back. And uh, she was really like, not limping, but stiff like an old person. Like, oh, just going to walk. Actually, like us after a really long run, I'm just going to walk real slow right now. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely getting arthritic. Yep. She's also... Like, yeah, she doesn't suck it up. She no, that's she express, true. She expresses how. Yeah, she, she feels. feels her feelings. She feels yeah. her feelings. <laughs> we all feel her feelings. So, uh, yeah, that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jasmine is still doing Jasmine. the same. She's solidly Jasmine. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. They're yep. all good. They're very good. Though. So yeah, everybody's doing good. Uh, live show in Chicago on Saturday. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so we're all heading out on Friday. You sorted the meetup. Yes, so I think we mentioned last week the meetup's just going to be outside in front of the theater. It looks like, now, it's a week out, right? So the forecast might change a little, but it looks like it's going to be okay. Like, there maybe will be a little rain during the day, but uh, hopefully it'll be pretty dry for us. So During the day, too, like matinee will be... 2 p.m. is our meetup. Yes. Know. Yes, you yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're going to come out Friday and then... Uh, we won't be hanging out for too long. We might even start heading back on uh, Saturday night. So there will not be like a GR mom and dad have drinks with everybody in Chicago meet yeah. up Saturday night. Sorry, guys. Not that we had that planned, but um, a lot of, I have to go to Korea the next week. And so I mean, that's exactly how I feel about it. Bah. So, uh, I mean, the thing I'm doing is going to be cool, but the 24 hours, actually more than that, 30 hours of being in a plane is not going to be super fun. Yeah. Considering how much you travel, you're, kind of travel cautious i don't travel like hesitant i don't like flying in planes yeah well then <laughs> i know it's not the plane part. i don't mind like being up in the air it's not being able to like get up and move around and like exercise and go where i want to go it's the logistics and not having any control over your circumstances yep yep don't yeah. like that uh so it's not that it makes me anxious i just dislike it and of course i have to do a lot of it and i did a lot of it this week yeah. that korea trip is going to be a lot of it I guess it's like a bad use of your time, I think. Yeah. Even when I, like some of those flights, I get a ton of work done, but I still hate that I am trapped in this metal tube mm. with a bunch of people. And like, if I want to go for a run, I can't. No, that's really discouraged. You want to go outside? You cannot. You cannot. cannot. No. no so. Someone did that in the China airliner, Chinese airliner. Tried to open recently. the door? Yeah, they were taxiing and she opened the door to like, she's like, it was all stuffy inside. I mean, she just ripped it open. Oh, she, no. I mean, it was it was open. Wow. It was very stuffy. Yeah. No, it's that's very bad. Yeah. I mean, better on the ground than in the air. Yeah. I, yes, one leads to another, man. <laughs> she might feel stuffy in the air, too. Well, anyway, that's not the kind of thing I worry about. No. Like, I know it could happen, but... Now you will. <laughs> I, I don't have flying anxiety. I kind of hate airports and security and customs and immigration and all this other stuff but i think anyone who likes it is a weirdo my friend jason likes it but he doesn't like tsa or customs i mean or the airport part he He likes being on the plane though he does like airports though too i mean he had his yeah he liked he had his birthday in an airport yeah for his birthday this year he just flew around the world in three days he just for three days i don't know that he even left any airports he just like flew Like to Europe and then to the Middle East and then to India the direction, and then, right? yep, yeah, just yeah. all the way around. Yeah, he was just in a plane for three days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, thank you. I mean, it's he loves it. That's awesome, but yeah, not for me. All right. So, uh, topic-wise, we've just our last many episodes have just been kind of like talking about the dogs. Uh, which it's, it's back good. to our roots, man. Back to our roots. Yeah. So, uh, but I did have a question from someone that I thought at some point we'll do on a podcast, and I think we have time today. Excellent. Which is... Uh, I can't wait. How do you be a good student? Oh. I think it was somebody who was maybe starting college, maybe starting grad school. How do you be a good student? Like, how do you be popular or how do you be successful? I mean, I took it as successful. You can talk about popular. Popular is just kissing the teacher's butt. 
a bug in here. Could you kill that bug if you're dead? Yeah. Or put it outside? Mm. All right, so the bug is still alive, but seems to have left the room. And yeah. now we're podcasting in the dark to keep it from coming back. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, sucking up to the teacher absolutely will not make you a successful student. I hate it when students try to suck up to me. It's interesting. I think a lot of teachers would say they hate it, but a lot of teachers would like it. Is it on me? No, it's not oh. on you. Okay. When, uh, in Maryland, we have these things called stink bugs that look like little shields. Mm-hmm. And if you smoosh them, they smell really strongly like cilantro. And they're very loud and slow. Kind of dumb. Yep. They get in the house every fall all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's what we're tracking. Added excitement for the podcast. <laughs> A bug that no one else can see. We're all, all safe. Right. We're all so, safe. Uh, yes. No. I can tell when students are trying to suck up to me. I do not like it. It's rare for you. I mean, you're not all professors are like that. Not no, all teachers are like that. I guess that. that's true. But I just don't think it's a good strategy. So yeah, agreed. Uh, let's talk about things you absolutely should not do. Ooh, that's good. How to how to be a bad student? Don't do any of these things because your professor is not going to like you. Yeah. There's only one. Don't beg for points. Do not come back to me and be like, this is really subjective. And I think that like my writing was better than you gave me credit for. And you took off two points for it. And I really think you should have only taken off I've one. never gotten a C before in my life. And I need an A to pass. I, you do get that at the end of the semester. But during the semester on individual assignments, uh, students like to do this. It makes me strongly dislike you. No professor can like this, right? It's just the worst. It makes so much work for us, and it's you telling us that we did our jobs wrong. We graded it in the first place and took the points off, and you're telling us that we're wrong because you don't like the way that we did it. If we screwed up, right? Right. If I'm like, you had to list three bullet points and you only listed two minus one, and you're like, there's three, and I just missed one, of course I want you to tell me that. Like, I don't. I absolutely want things to be fair. Yes, notice how that's objective. Objective. If there's an objective thing that I missed, cool. If you're like, I don't think you should have taken off as many points. No, no, we're not. You're no longer my friend. Like, you're just grubbing for points. And what you're doing is telling me that I don't know how to do my job. I have done it wrong. And also the standard that I have applied to everyone else in the class is also incorrect. So basically you would like me to redo the hours of work that I did because you want more points. And let me tell you, in case you're thinking it, one thing that really doesn't work is you took off five points for me, but my friend and basically the same answer and you only took three points off for them. Even if they had exactly the same answer and I took off five points for you and three points for them. All I'm going to do is say, have your friend come talk to me and I'll take five points off for them too. This is not an effective strategy to compare answers and be like, well, it's unfair that you took more points off for me than for the other person. It's, it's, there's no way. You want me to write you a letter of recommendation later? No, I will not. You know how you get to be a, a, a popular student, a good student? Read the syllabus. All those, all the oh syllabus. My God, Read yes. the whole thing. Read the whole freaking the thing with the attachments and syllabus. annexes and all the things, and know that. And then, and then, later you can't go to the professor and go, "Well, it wasn't the syllabus that you teach us on this thing? You didn't say you were going to grade on spelling, because it, you did, and it is in the it is in the syllabus." Oh my God! And look, even if it's not in the syllabus, you is. are absolutely going to be graded on spelling and grammar and having things that make sense. Like, by the time you're in college, presentation you ne- that matters. And uh, if you spell a bunch of stuff wrong, I'm going to take points off for it. If people tell you to put your references in APA format, put them in APA format. I don't particularly do this. I don't really care. But I have colleagues who do, who require their references in a certain format, and the students don't do it, and then they lose points, and then they get really mad. Oh, yeah, follow instructions. Yeah, follow the instructions. That's crazy. Put your name on shit, people. What are you, first graders? Do you know how many midterms I get where people don't have their name on them? How are you supposed to know they're typed? Even when they're handwritten, I don't know your handwriting. Put your name on stuff. Put your name on everything. What the heck? Just double check your crap. Oh, my God. Uh, Don't cheat. I have students cheat every single semester. Sometimes they find articles on the internet and turn them in as their papers. You must think that you're smarter than every professor. And that's kind of annoying in and of itself. It's the worst. 
it's the worst. Sometimes they copy other people's assignments. Sometimes people do their assignments together and turn in the same thing. Sometimes they get a copy of somebody else's assignments and turn it in. Sometimes they go to these online repositories and download old versions and turn it in. I will catch you when you do this and we will not be friends. Mostly I call students out on it and they're deeply ashamed. They tend to do it when they're panicky. So if you're panicky, if it's like oh, the midterm is due. Advice. This is good advice. Yeah. If you're panicky and you will be panicky. You, there will be these times, right? So I get this especially like in my programming classes where like it's midterm project time. You have not been keeping up by no fault of your own. It's not like you're slacking. You're trying really hard and you just don't get it, which is absolutely the case with programming. It can be hard to get it and you're like I don't really understand. I come to lecture and you say stuff and I understand it when you say it. I understand every word you but say. But then I try to reproduce it and I can't, I don't even know where to start and I don't know where to ask questions because when I go, come to lecture, everything makes sense and I can copy what you're doing and it works fine, but I can't produce it myself. And so now I have this midterm project and I can't fake my way through it and I keep trying and I don't even know where to get going. And now it is six hours before it's due and it's two in the morning and I have nothing that works and I don't know what to do. I just need another week to try to catch up with this because I will get caught up. I'm going to go find an answer online and I'm going to turn that solution in because someone has done this project before somewhere in hey, some hey, context. Don't do it. Don't, don't. That, that was I'm just going to turn that in. That was the wrong choice. That was the wrong decision. Guys, we have programs to do this. If you're a student who's been struggling, and I can tell, even if you've got all the points on your assignments, I can tell if you're not getting it in class. And then you turn in this beautiful, complex midterm that does all sorts of stuff we haven't covered in class. Oh my God. The very first thing I'm going to do is Google lines of what you turned you're in. Steve Jobs. <sighs> you're not. I had a class of like 30. Five people cheated on the midterm. The midterm says... You have to write this yourself. You may not use any code that you find online. You may not use any code from any other people. And all five of these people, not just turning code that they found online, they turned in the very first Google search result for that code. <laughs> they had to write a tic-tac-toe program in Perl. And so if you Google, Google Perl tic-tac-toe, the very first example that comes up, they all turned in the same one. So not only did they have assignments that were identical to each other, I went and found it on the web and it used all sorts of stuff I never taught in class. That just, I mean, that is kind of insulting to you. Like, it's so insulting. You possibly find that oh out. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not that they weren't trying or working hard, but they panicked and they just wanted to turn something in. So here's what you do if you're in that situation. Don't wait till six hours before. Oh my God. No, don't wait till six hours before. We're here to help you. It's our job. We literally get paid money to help you. Uh, but if you do get to six hours before, you send an email and you say, Dear Professor Goldbeck, it's six hours before and I thought I was going to get it and I just don't even know where to start and I don't want to fail, but I also don't want to cheat. Please help me. Tell me what I can do. And some professors are going to be like, screw you. But that's better than if you cheat because if you cheat, you could get expelled. So cheating is never a better option. And if you know me, I'm going to be like, thank you for letting me know. Come on in and talk to me at this time, and we will sit down and go through stuff, and we'll try to figure out where you're stuck, and we'll find a schedule to get you caught up and back on track with the assignments. And you can make up a midterm. That, absolutely. That's what will happen if you're just like, I didn't realize how lost I was until I tried to do this, and I'm lost. I was bad at this as a student, too, though. I'd be like, oh, I the can't, panicking. can't admit weakness. Usually not panicking, but I, but there's no way I would have gone to a professor and been like, I'm lost, I can't quite catch up, because I would have been like, well, everyone else seems to get it, and I'm, I guess I'm just, you know, I deserve the C. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you might deserve a C, and there's nothing wrong with you if you get a C. There, you are not a bad person if you deserve a C. I got five A's when I was an undergrad, and then all the rest of my grades were either B's or C's, except for 1D, which we don't need to talk about. I got a ton of C's. I got C's. That's fine. I don't like them. No, I don't, I don't like them either, but like I deserved them and it's fine. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. Uh, just, you know, do well in some other stuff. And cheating it'll is bad. Out. Cheating is the worst. And professors are there to help you. That's, that was a bit of a breakthrough thing. Yeah. 
so don't cheat. They're not there to judge you. They're there to help you. Look, there's literally nothing you can do that we have not seen before. I have had students threaten people with weapons and had to have the university police come in with undercover officers to sit in on a student meeting. I have had students attempt suicide. I have had students get sexually assaulted. I have had lots of students with parents die, get in car crashes, have nervous breakdowns and end up in a psych ward. Uh, pets dying, roommates kicking them out, going bankrupt, losing their jobs, finding out that they're pregnant, uh, having all of their books burned up in a house fire along with all their other worldly possessions. This has happened. This happens. Are you when... sure you're not cursed? <laughs> There's 35,000 students at the University of Maryland. All types of tragedies. Only with your class. All people. Uh, with, you know, with small percentages, but with 35,000 people, even the rare things are going to happen. And I've been teaching for a really long time. So if you're like... For a young person. <laughs> I, I mean, I started teaching uh, sort of when I was an undergrad, but I've been teaching college courses on my own since 1999, so 20 years. And you're 26 now, so it's like <laughs> the math is going to be difficult. There's just, there's nothing. If you're like, you get to the midterm and you're like, Professor Goldbeck, I've been super depressed and anxious. I haven't been able to get out of bed until 4 p.m. the entire semester, and... My parents are sick, and I'm expected to take care of them and feed the rest of my family. And I also have a job that I may be getting fired from, and we're all going to get evicted, and I just don't know what to do. You're not going to be the first person coming to me to say that. Like, I have dealt with all of this before. Don't. Yeah, I mean, it's that is not to minimize anybody's problems, but it's like, why would you not tell me that? Like, if you can't get out of bed and you're taking care of your whole family and you're going to get evicted and you lost your job, of course you're not going to be doing well in class. Like, tell me this and I will work with you on it. What I can't do is, like, get to the end of the semester where you haven't turned in anything at all and then have you tell me all that. There's not, there's not a lot I can do at that point. But if it starts happening and you talk to me, like, we come up with a thing and I know when to check in on people. So... Yeah, don't cheat and don't grub for points because if you're grubbing for points, I have a student who's depressed and unable to really get out of bed and taking care of their parents and about to get evicted and lost their job. And you want an extra point because your grammar sucked and you don't think I should have taken it off? No, no. And they're not grubbing for points. There's literally, I mean, I had some student who's like, you know, I've ended up with a B a bunch of times, and now I just need to, you know, really challenge for every point I want. And it's like, you're not getting any from me. <laughs> like, this is your strategy. My strategy is going to be to say no to all of them, and maybe then you'll stop. Uh, I had to email one of my classes this semester and be like, I'm t- I am officially closed sub- to subjective grade challenges. If there's, If I said you had one of a thing and you had two, let me know. But if you don't like anything else... I'm I'm not open to oh, comment. Let me do the whiny voice. Are you sure it was only two points? It was like I was almost right about things. I, I mean, I sent that email, and then some uh, students were like, "But what about this thing?" Mm. And then I was like, "I will not respond to your emails. I will either change your grade or not. Leave me alone." <laughs> it's, I've had one exceptionally challenging class this semester out of three. The other ones are going fine. Uh, so that's how to really mess things up for yourself as a student. So don't do any of those things. I know you going, but I need all the points, but I want to get into medical school. Don't do it. Do your thing right the first time. If your professor is objectively missing something, sure. If it's subjective, learn to do things better so you don't get subjective points taken off. Try to work ahead, too. God, you like a lot of these problems are because it's the last minute last night and it, you're panicking. Yeah, but look... I mean, as professors, we write papers. Like, that's our job, right? We do research. We submit them for peer review. They're basically getting graded. We get a score. And then if our score is too low, they don't get published. And that's very bad for us. So we're essentially still doing a version of this with our colleagues. Uh, Yeah. And so it can be really tempting when we get papers rejected. Essentially, we fail on stuff where we know we've done a good job to be like, they're saying that you didn't communicate this thing effectively and there's literally a paragraph about the thing that they said that you didn't say 
And the way that you mature as a researcher is to say, it's not the fault of the reviewer. I did not communicate this clearly. Like that whole paragraph about the thing I said I didn't discuss obviously is not clear enough for a person who's maybe skimming the paper, maybe reading the paper to understand. So I need to go back in and redo it to make it clearer because it's not clear enough. Like going, getting to that point from, I can't believe how stupid these people are that they don't see the obvious stuff is a big step. And it is an important one in your development. So if your professors are taking off points because your writing is bad or your spelling is bad or things aren't clear, this means you need to work on making things more clear, not that your professor needs to give you points back for it. All right, so now that I'm done ranting, how to be a good student, uh, at least from a pr professor's perspective, what, what I really want is for you to like come to class, and I get that you can't come to class all the time, and it's fine. I skipped classes too. I skip them sometimes now. <laughs> but generally like come to class pay attention like don't text the whole time and do Instagram like I understand if you have to do that but if if you want advice on like how to make me be happy it's that you're actually paying attention to the stuff I'm talking about I know it's boring sometimes I know but if you want my advice I want you to come to class and be engaged yeah, one thing is it's polite second thing is you did pay for that class you should like take it in yeah you know be like a movie and you're closing your eyes the whole time like why'd you pay for the movie don't you know yeah come on look i know that there's some classes my econometric class i could barely understand anything that the professor said i'd fall asleep no matter what i did i, I did my best but if you want the professor's perspective be engaged in class and then like i want to know you're engaged in general like work hard on your stuff send me the meme that you happen to encounter that's about the thing that we talked in class today like that i'm like oh look they actually understood something i said because they sent me this meme like that's great i love that uh yeah i mean basically all we're looking for is that like students are engaged and interested i know you can't be all the time you have to take some classes that you just don't care about and you just are required to take them and that's fine but if you want the professor to like you and know who you are. That's what we want. We want you to be engaged and interested and working hard on stuff and we want you to care about it. Yeah, it's weird. Professors actually like notice students. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we'll see what you're doing in class and we'll pay attention to you. It doesn't always seem like that when you're in a big lecture or something. Because I'm not going to call out the guy who's like watching YouTube videos unless he watches them with the sound on. But right. I know you're doing it. I can tell when you're paying attention to me and not. I'm not going to call you out if you're not. But I notice, yeah. and I notice the students who only show up for the midterm, like, hey, haven't seen you for the last six weeks. I know, it's like a Catholic it's fine. Easter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can just show up for the midterm, but if you want me to, like, write you a recommendation and remember who you are, like, the fact that you just showed up for, like, the days that you had to do something in class, like, not that good. Uh, yeah, so in addition to not doing the bad things, that's it. Like, be engaged and try and don't blame other people. When Come you to play. office hours and you get, like, super bonus gold stars unless you're begging for points then you get super bonus not Nobody, gold stars yeah very few people come to office hours and sometimes like in the programming classes we get a little bit more where it's just students who are like i really don't understand how to do this thing and then you're just kind of tutoring and that's fine i don't know that they get a gold star for that like i mean i'm there for them good i i don't know the students like if they're just like i didn't really understand this thing please explain the thing to me nothing negative you come to office hours for that i don't know that you are like a standout interesting student if you come to office hours for that but if you come to office hours because you're like i have this interesting idea and i wonder how that connects to like this thing that we did then you'll probably stand out a little more yeah but yeah i mean in general i don't know i don't I don't especially especially hold students in like high esteem if they come to office hours but i'll certainly remember who you are because not many people come yeah yeah. So they, I don't think it can hurt unless you're an asshole. <laughs> right. In which case, exposure always hurts. Yeah. I mean, like, general. By the way, this is all good life yeah, experience. Yeah, these are very much into the workplace and My performance place. review should have been, like, I don't really like that this word was in there, and I tried really hard on this project, and you took, like you said, I didn't do a good job can, on it. Can you take out allegedly? Oh. you got to take out allegedly. That's not going to make you go do well with your job people either. Nope. No, nope. you might you might be able to do it, but it doesn't mean they're gonna like you.
Nope. Yep. Nope. So there you go. That's Professor Jen's guide to being a good student. Don't grub for points. Don't cheat. Come to class. Be engaged. Send, yeah. it, send me memes. Oh, one more thing. If you're supposed to write a five-page paper, don't write a six-page paper. Oh. I had one student I had assigned a five-page paper, and she's like, I got it down to 19. Nee. I have to read all that. I have to read these five-page papers for all 40 people in the class. That's 200 pages of boring reading because you're all writing the same thing. You're Don't supposed to. Don't make me read more of it. Don't fluff it up. Don't do that. I will know. I'm going to add some tables. Tables. Great. It's long been known. If you write, it's long been known. I'm going to fail you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be like, "Oh lord, I'm in for another one of these." As Webster's dictionary says. Oh, never quote a dictionary unless you're like in a class about dictionaries. Webster's I know what words mean. You're just fluffing stuff up. Don't Sophomore do that. means wise oh, fool. So I well. have to read these you guys. Don't make them interesting. When you present something make it interesting we all have to sit through this like don't bore anybody that that is just terrible yeah work on the style yeah and don't make it too long cut edit do not turn in something that's longer than what i asked for because then you're like i disrespect your time so much that you totally have time to read an additional page of boring ass stuff for go find the five pages of good stuff in this <sighs> 20 pages of crap yeah get rid of the it's long been known in dictionary definitions no, kill your darlings. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Mostly me ranting, which is what I expected that would be. But, you know, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm You're not the expert in these things. You ready for a conclave story? You did go to Harvard, though, so. <sighs> failed and failed you, at impressing any graduated with honors failed at impressing from Harvard. Any professors. Well, yeah, it's not true. Are you ready for the key story? Yeah. All right. Been, well, I can't wait. All right. I've, Yay. So this was sent to us by Deb on Twitter. Thank you, Deb. I remembered to write down who sent it to me for the first time. From the Miami Herald, they stumbled into a private yard. Then they had sex very publicly, police said. A Not Key a West private yard then. <laughs> yeah. A Key West woman caught a man and woman having sex in her yard on Monday. This is just this last Monday. All right. So these two people, homeless, living in Key West, oh. they went to jail on charges of indecent exposure and trespassing. All right, so they're both drunk. Let me get down to the good part here. Is there biting? There's no biting in this uh, one. Fair enough. All right, so the woman who lives in this house hears some people arguing. She looks outside, and they're having sex up against a wall Not in her yard. So she calls the police. <laughs> they were walking around town when they stumbled upon the yard, they said. The guy passed out and fell over the wall. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> Wait, let me make sure that that's the guy. Yeah, okay, the guy passed out, he fell over the wall, and the woman was, quote, just trying to comfort him. Push him against the wall. Support him against the wall. I'm, I I mean, I don't even know how the positioning is working here, but... Just trying to comfort him. Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> Both smelled strongly of alcohol, says the police. They could not put together a complete sentence and were slurring their words. <laughs> the woman said her music promoter, quote, James, lived at the home. Nobody lived... Nobody named James lived there. And then the guy said they were having sex in the yard, like, no kidding. <laughs> they both went to jail. Guys, come on. It's for love, man. Yeah. It's for love. The next headline, by the way, that's from today, says, A Canadian fisherman in the Keys learned size matters as far as what's in your bucket. Is he the 31 He's undersized 58 snappers? counts of fishing violations because he caught a whole bunch of fish oh, that were too small. Where is that Canadian now? You're only allowed to count to catch five of these fish, mangrove snappers, and he caught like 31 and they were all too small. Where is he now? He's in jail. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He went to jail. Yeah, quit fishing for undersized fish. Put him back. Yep. George, stop it. Stop it or stay in jail. He's 73. He had 32 mangrove snappers. They were all too small. He had 31 counts of possession of undersized fish, 27 counts of possession over the bag limit. He went to jail. What happened to the fish? All the dead fish were put back in the water. Released into the ocean. They were dead. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, let me read you one more. Just because Some big fish is going to eat him, so it'll be fine. Or some crab. Yes, no, something's going to eat him. So from Friday, here's one more uh, Miami Herald story. <laughs> they have a whole keys section. Ooh. Okay, so the headline of this story is, one, two, three, four, get your booty on the floor. Do eyes stops get weird, cops say. <laughs> Maybe I should say that better. One, two, two three, four, get your booty on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There, here, I'm just going to read you this one. I haven't read it before. All right. A Key Largo woman was booked into jail Thursday night after police say she led them on a short chase, refused to exit her car, and danced her way through a field sobriety <laughs> test while counting her steps in French. Oh. <laughs> Uh, her name's Virginia. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> a sheriff deputy first tried pulling over the... Oh, we read about this. She's in the Jeep yeah, Wrangler. She's the one who yeah. wouldn't stop The erratic driver. We talked about this lady. She erratically drive, drove herself home. Yes, that's right. Uh, I didn't realize all the rest of this, though. Yeah, so she they tried to pull her over. She's like sweeping, uh, weaving back and forth, swerving between the lanes. Two lanes, I yeah. think. Yeah. It tries to make a U-turn, like pulls into the other lane, makes this big U-turn. Ends up back at her house. The cop is following her, and she doesn't stop for the cop. Nope, nope. He, I think he's three times said... With the PA speaker. The, you need to pull over. Pull over, lady. Lady, <laughs> pull over. She didn't, she didn't hear. I believe she didn't hear. And then strove to her house and got out of her car. Well, no, she gets to her house, and then she wouldn't get out of the car. Oh, okay. And then she did finally get out of the car. <laughs> it says, an overpowering odor of an unknown alcoholic <laughs> beverage on her breath. And then she's like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not vodka. I'm trying to change the world. I'm a real woman. Is this That's what she quote. said? This is a quote. Trying to change the world. I'm a real oh my woman. God, that fails your field sobriety test right there, I think. <laughs> That's that was her answer in why didn't you stop? <laughs> I'm a real woman. I'm trying to change the world. I'm a real woman. When Debbie asked her if she was willing to take a field sobriety test, she responded, I'm not going to give you a blowjob. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, this is surprising. I'm doing the voice before I even know what she's going to say. This is very good. Very good. Blake began going through the stages of the test, but then began dancing, Torres stated, <laughs> adding she was counting her steps in friends. Asked if she could keep her balance, Blake replied, oh, I guess I've said her last name. Of course I can't. I'm a yoga instructor. <laughs> at one then, did she fall over? Promptly at one point over. she said, one, two, three, four, get your booty on the floor, which I'd like to note is not French. No, it is absolutely not. Oh, cut. I don't know how to say the rest. Y'all can write in. Something, something booty. <laughs> she then agreed to take a breath test to measure her blood alcohol, but she repeatedly faked breathing into the machine. <laughs> this is like, I can tell when you're watching YouTube in class, and the cops can tell when you're not breathing into the machine. There's like, I mean, this is like on those live cop shows, too, where the guy's like, Pff. Yeah. Pff. Like, no, you, sir, you've got to blow harder. It doesn't, like, go off until you blow up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. At no time did she provide a usable sample, despite my repeated instructions on how to properly submit the sample, <laughs> Torres wrote. <laughs> the police reports from some of these deputies are very dutifully filled out. I'm very impressed with... All right, when Torres arrested her and drove her to the Plantation Key Sheriff's Office station... The woman asked why she was being booked. He responded, according to his report, that it was because she was, quote, drunk as a skunk. (laughs) Deputy Torres, my hat off to you. Oh, wait. She responded to him. So he's like, because you're drunk as a skunk. And she said, I'm not drunk as a skunk. I'm inebriated. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) That quote is gold. I'm not drunk as a skunk. I'm inebriated. (sighs) And he did his paperwork really well. Oh, good you job, Torres. You can tell from the article that he, he, he just was so matter-of-fact and so informative. I like that he had to write, I told her she was drunk as a skunk, so then he could put down her response. Yes, yes. Is, These party admissions are very good. Yeah. Confessions are valuable. Uh, he doesn't need a field sobriety test after that. He's, she's done. Oh, my God. She is considered the expert on her own inebriation. Yep. Well, there you go. That's the... Uh, Good job, Miami that, Herald. That's a good one. One, two, three, four. Get, Get your, your booty, booty on the floor. floor. Not a good thing to say in a field sobriety test. I got to say, I've never been pulled over for drunk driving because I don't drive drunk. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. It's not a winning strategy to um, argue whether you're drunk as a skunk or inebriated. <laughs> so, uh, or dance. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the story of the keys. You have a German word of the week for us. You do. Yeah, Bügelfalter. Which, which is, the, which is uh, a 
crease in your trousers that you get from the dry cleaners or uh, an or iron. your mom. Yeah, bügeleisen is a is an iron in German. So bügelfalte is the crease that an iron makes in your pants. And, and so uh, my mom would do this on everything. Jeans, including my jeans. I yes, even when I was out of the house when I'd come home. Oh my god, you were like 35. She creased my jeans. I'd have like creases in my jeans. I felt like office pants, but they were jeans. <laughs> I mean, she may have done it with socks and underpants, too. I, I just don't remember as much, but I think yeah. she may She have. did iron underpants. Yes, she did. Yeah. They're crease-free, <laughs> super crease-free. Your I mom's she, nice, but this is why she can't come near my I laundry. Think, I think she hated boxers because it was more to iron. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, so bügelfalte, bügelfalte. Bügelfalte. Yeah. yeah. A thing of the past, soon. Dear Dad always has very nice creases in his suit pants. Yes, but it's a dry cleaner. I don't. Bring them home no, to we don't iron here. We don't do any ironing. We, I don't bring them home to my mother. No. <laughs> we do own an iron. I yeah. don't know the last time we've ironed anything. Yeah. I, I, I mean, probably in the last 15 years I've traveled and I've either steamed or ironed a shirt. I'll, I'll occasionally steam things on the it's, road. It's real wrinkly. It looks terrible. Yeah. Usually, though, it's like I hang it up and it's fine the next day. Yeah, I'll I occasionally hang, like poop some steam. I hang it in the shower. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, anyway, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Don't cheat in class. Don't beg for points. Everything's going to be okay. And don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yes, especially professors. They don't like to be bit. True facts. Bye. Bye. Bye.